Stream Anime Radio. And welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, where tonight we're going to take you on a journey through the stars, if you know what I mean. I'm JR, and on the other side is Mr. Neff Canuck, who's a little bit hoarse today, no pun intended. How you doing, sir? I was going to say, wait a minute, I'm taking your shtick. Um, doing okay. I mean, unfortunately, as I was telling JR off air, I had, in my real-life job, a long client interview and I think there was something in the back of my throat. It has now come out and said, hi, how are you? So if I sound a little off tonight, I apologize, folks. Yes. Um, so no worries with that. Uh, today is February 22nd, 2023. And uh, as you can tell by the backgrounds, if you are watching us on YouTube, we're paying homage to a wonderful visionary, pioneer of space operas and manga and anime, Leiji Matsumoto. Um, we will um, go on with that discussion here in a moment. But first, uh, we want to welcome everybody listening and watching us. If you would like to watch us, if you're listening to us, be sure to go to twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio or youtube.com forward slash at extreme anime radio to watch us. And if you're watching us, you want to take us on the road on the audio realm. Go to wherever you pick up your favorite podcast or go to anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. I do want to point out as we're starting here, we made a few changes to Twitch. Thanks to Shinigami Liz uh, for helping me out. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the chat. Um, Liz has helped me out with a few tools that she uses for her Twitch streams. Uh, and one of those is that. You see that, Neff? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> That, that's one of those things that you're going to regret that for a while, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, we have some new tools to um, redeem your points here on Twitch. And one of them was that. And the other one is um, with our mascots. So now you can redeem um, points for a mascot switch, and they will appear on the bottom of the screen. Right now it's blank because the wink just showed up. But uh, if you redeem the mascot switch, a random mascot uh, appearance will show up like that. Um, so there's Umemi. There are eight different Umemis and eight different Sarahs that have been loaded into the system. So every time you 
redeem those points, something will appear automatically. Uh, so um, that eliminates me having to manually change uh, stuff with regards to what's at the bottom of the screen, and I can focus more on what's going on in the moment, which is talking and chatting with Nef Kanak in the middle of open space, literally. Yes, quite. I mean, you at least have a train behind you. I just happen to have a battleship behind me. I'm not sure if that signifies anything, but me. <laughs> well, it was only a few days ago, Neff, uh, that it was announced by um, the studio that, uh, and in fact by his daughter, the passing of uh, Leiji Matsumoto, who has been in manga and anime universes for decades. And I will let you talk more about it because you have seen a lot more of his works than I have. Well, yes. I mean, I saw one of his first works, I believe, that was brought over here. Of course, it was wow. adapted. Uh, well, that would be uh, what was called at the time uh, Star Blazers, which was actually Space Battleship Yamato. Mm. Now, even though it had been, shall we say, westernized, there was enough there remaining that you knew that there was a grand story there and a master storyteller at work. Mm. I mean, it was one of the first cartoons I can ever remember where there was a death and a death that was permanent. Mm. That being um, Captain Avatar in English, and I cannot remember in Japanese. I think it was Captain, was it Captain Arco? Or am I misremembering? Mm. I got to look that one up. Yeah. But any, in any event, I mean, like I said, master storyteller, and it was very much my gateway to Leiji Matsumoto's works, which mm. would come later, including Galaxy Express 999 uh, and his other works. And again, when it came to what he did and what he drew and what he told as a story, I, I don't think there will be someone who is as prolific mm -hmm. and as well-known in his genre. Or her genre, I should correct myself. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking through the Yamato article on Wikipedia, and I'm scrolling and scrolling and scrolling because apparently there have been so many incarnations of the series. Well, that's the thing. I mean, from the original in the 70s, it's been rebooted multiple times. There have been multiple mm -hmm. movies. Right. And each of them seems to expand on a plot point that was sort of like, rushed through in the TV series, the original one, mm. or given a different twist, which, again, allows a different perspective of the viewer. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't forget, one of the big villains in Space Battleship Yamato actually changed sides and became a good guy. Mm. So that was like, again, that was almost never heard of. Right. You know, it was always, you know, bad guy stays bad, good, good guy stays good. Right. So it brought those concepts over to the West and in so doing it, it literally <clears throat> changed, I think how even Western animation was done because they saw that it was successful. Mm. And the funny thing was, this was not a series that ended up on a major t uh, television network. No, this was syndication, mm. which was in its infancy back then. Uh. So you never really knew initially you might find an episode and then hope that it would stay at that time slot, you know, throughout its run. Mm. Um, in fact, I think, I'm trying to remember, I think the third season ended up having its time slot switched. And it was like, watched a few episodes and then it was gone. And then it was like, oh, it's because it's now at a time I can't watch it anymore. 
mm-hmm. because I think I was in school at that point, you know, as opposed to when I originally watched it back in the day, it was like either four o'clock or four thirty in mm-hmm. the afternoon. Uh. So that brings back a lot of memories for me, including, <laughs> of course, uh, you know, the nurse and the robot who they managed to tone down, mm. but who would be a great manservant to the fool in the closet. Let's put it that way. <laughs> he, he, he was a bit of, of a perv. <laughs> and then there, was, then there was the good doctor with his magic spring water, which even then I knew as a, as a young squirt, mm-hmm. that wasn't no magic spring water because <laughs> he would have enough of it and then the hilarity would ensue. Because it was sake. Mm. Mm. It, uh, I, I had thought for quite a while that I wasn't really exposed much to um, his works. But then I remember one of my favorite movies growing up and just dabbling into anime uh, was something by the name of Interstellar 4 or 5. Ah, now there's a, there's a name I haven't heard in a long time. And that, as I later learned, was a project that was supervised by Leiji Matsumoto, incorporating uh, all of Daft Punk's songs in there. Mm. Yeah, again, that was one of those things where he might not have had, you know, the direct, you know, hands-on, mm. but his influence could clearly be seen. Yes. And, it, and it really, it really tells, like, if you've ever seen one Leiji Matsumoto work, you'll have a good idea of how he structures mm-hmm. and how he tells a story. All right. And I got a bit of a dabbing of that uh, tonight because just before we came on the air, I found first on Pluto TV with ads, and then I found out, oh, it's also on Crunchyroll, uh, the original Galaxy Express 3.9. I watched the first episode. Uh, telling the story of uh, Tetsuro and his mother and Maytel coming into the picture who almost looks like his mother and then uh, avenging his mother's death and then taking the Galaxy Express 3.9 supposedly on a one-way trip to the stars. And uh, yes, the way that the whole thing sets up and the surprising turn of events in the very first episode is quite intriguing to me. Yeah, and you, you mentioned uh, the females. Now, that's one thing. Leiji Matsumoto was good at, you know, male characters differentiating <laughs> them. But the female characters literally were the same stereotype. You know, long, thin, willowy, mm-hmm. and it was basically a hair change. Like yeah. Color, <laughs> length, etc. You put every one of his works side by side for a period of time, and it was literally the same female character, just, you know, a nip, a nip here, a tuck there. Yeah, exactly. Mm. The, the the mother may tell almost the same person. <laughs> well, in drawing, yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah. I mean, and again, it's like with Star Blazers, it was like, in English, Nova, the nurse. Mm. And it was like, that was when I was a very young squib, and it was like, ooh, you're pretty. <laughs> and it's like very tight, tight outfits, which I never quite understood, even as a youngster. I'm going, wait a minute. That seems a little uncomfortable. Like, mm. you know. For, the females got the tight outfits. The males, however, had the bell bottoms, yeah. the white. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute here. Something ain't right. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, listening to the opening and closing uh, music, uh, and they have the – that I guess 
the subtitles are old enough that you see uh, some of the credits um, subtitled. And you can see uh, opening theme song by the Columbia Music Orchestra. I guess big band music was uh, pretty popular back in the late 70s. Yeah, that, that and the funny thing is, big band music, and then it morphed into disco in the 80s. Yeah. So they, they were literally behind us by about a decade or so. <laughs> that, um, and I learned as I was reading more about uh, 3-9 about the character Captain Harlock, who apparently is in this series and also had his own manga and anime series. And the anime series, I think, started a few months prior to 3-9, right? I believe so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm trying to remember because I remember seeing Herlock available on DVD. I don't know if it's available on a streaming service at this time because mm-hmm. that was many years ago. Right. If it is, it'll probably be either, it'll either Crunchyroll or the remains of Funimation. Right. It's, uh, it, Harlock is on, Harlock's on Crunchyroll. Okay. Yeah. So, again, it's one of those series where invest the time and open your mind mm-hmm. because – Leiji Masamoto will literally fill it with ideas, with concepts, and entertain you while doing it, mm. which is sometimes the hardest thing to do. You can tell, like, you can have these grand concepts, but if you can't entertain while, mm. while exposing these concepts to people, it, it doesn't work. All right. Now, I know it's difficult to get the original Yamato, because that apparently uh, I can't find at least here. I know that the reboots of Yamato, which were much later... Those are available on some of the major platforms. So uh, I'm just wondering, Neff, if you've seen uh, the more recent one in addition to the original. You see, my problem with that is I'm so used to the one I had growing up, and I have the DVDs for Star Blazers. Which oh, was wow. Version, that um, let's just say I've tried, and it's like, ow, this is wrong. This isn't my childhood anymore. Eek. Oh, man. So I, I may try it again. But, you know, it's sort of like, this isn't what I grew up with. Mm. Well, I know something we can binge watch when I invade, huh? We'll have to write this down. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, uh, wonderful tribute to Leiji Matsumoto who's done uh, so many things. And judging by my first episode of Galaxy Express 3.9 being watched... Um, I am in for a treat. Although I also understand that apparently there is also a movie which was released not too um, far after the beginning of the series, which kind of uh, is like a compilation of everything that happened, right? I believe there was. Now, the Galaxy Express movie, I'm trying to remember, because now this is going back some years, and Mm. only Canadians will know what I'm talking about. When Teletoon first started, what they would do is they would play anime movies late on a Friday night. The thing was, they only bought about half a dozen of them <laughs> and kept replaying the same half dozen. Wow. To the point where I know, for example, the Ninja Scroll movie, I know every scene that makes me go, <laughs> But one of the movies was the Galaxy Express movie. Mm. And it was very much, it was one of those movies, I think, that, to be honest, it got so out there that Mm -hmm. I sort of, after a while, the second or third watching, I'm going, this might be a movie to, you know, maybe have a drink or two to, to try and, you know, just to open your mind a bit more Mm -hmm. to, to some of the shenanigans that were going on on the screen. Yeah. 
I'm reading now that uh, yes, there is a uh, there is a current manga of three nine, um, which is actually written by Leiji Matsumoto, still in the process of being released. And uh, yes, nice going. We're gonna delete that person, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> mm. Yes. So, anyways, we'll just ignore the you know fool over there. Yeah. But um. Again, it's like master storytellers like this do not come along all the time. Mm -hmm. And I, I want folks to understand this. We don't just say this, you know, to be hyperbolic. We say this because it's true. Mm -hmm. If you watch this, this Leiji Matsumoto and his work or read his work, if you can actually get your hands on the original Japanese manga for it, you'll even get an even deeper appreciation of his storytelling craft, his art style. Mm -hmm. In fact, during the last Anime North Charity auction, some of the items we auctioned off was a box full of old Japanese manga, including Captain Harlock, mm. the original. So I hope whoever bought that you know, box of manga enjoys it because, again, you're talking about a piece of history there. Mm. Now, that I, now that I'm thinking about it a little bit, I'm wondering if there's in the anime or the manga... Any interaction between three nine and Harlock the same way as there was interaction between uh, something like the Next Generation and Deep Space Nine? I think there was a crossover event or two, mm -hmm. if not officially, right. at least hinted at. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, I, I think one of the things that they tried to do, or Lady Matsumoto tried to do, was tried to have his universes sort of, you know, self-contained to a degree. Yeah. But there was obviously leakage because, of course, the art style, the stories they told. I mean, he was very much anti-war, right. anti-violence, which is ironic considering some of the shows he did, including Space Battleship Yamato, mm. which, of course, was, you know, featuring a spaceship with a giant freaking gun that could take out planets. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I always mar marveled at that that weapon because it was just like okay it takes about 10 minutes to warm up but once it's ready to rock and roll get out of its way bad things are going to happen to you if you stick around <laughs> a la star wars are basically what uh what flex is saying yeah i mean star wars and those things that came after were i think partially influenced in terms of the space opera concept mm. if you think about it yeah you know because again very expansive, very character driven. Mm. Not for the not for the cheap explosions, you know. Not for the cheap, you know, easy victory, but more like the hard fought, the moral victory, the consequences of the actions, mm. you know, which is something that again, Western animation at the time did not do. Consequences mm. of actions was not a thing. Yeah, you know. So I I think that. You know, that gateway to that was very much, you know, appreciated by the fans and, you know, as I said, expanded our universe as well. Yeah. So, Leiji Matsumoto, an icon, and he will sorely be missed. And uh, we pay tribute to all the amazing works he's done in anime and manga and also movies for that matter. Um, as we turn the page here on the podcast, uh, oh boy. I've been watching a couple of cuckoos with Bree, and I tell you something, Neff. 
Mm-hmm. If uh, if this turned into like a visual novel you could play on your PC, I would totally play it because this anime now has all the makings of a visual novel. Oh dear, that's that's usually not a good sign. <laughs> you have good, uh, good end or bad end. No, it's it's good. It's good. Uh, um, there are apparently uh, three love interests now uh, between. Uh, I think we're like halfway through the series. Three love interests between um, Erika and um, Sachi Umino and uh, Hiro Sagawa. Um, so it's the person whom he's destined to marry, quote unquote. Um, the person that uh, was uh, his sister growing up, but not biologically related, as we turned out to see, and his school crush. So, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so, so very interesting and in how very, very in-depth, though, to, to learn about... Um, each uh, character um, in every episode, there seems to be a different focus. So it's going to be very interesting to see how things turn out in the end. Mm. Sounds like something I should watch mm. as I try to get my pile down to semi-manageable. <sighs> <laughs> uh, yes, uh, it's probably uh, flax because of what Neff posted in the Discord this morning. <laughs> Asking yes, about the Crunchyroll layoffs. Yeah, now, as I said to J.R. Affair, when you merge two companies that produce similar products, there are bound to be, quote-unquote, redundancies. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't have a headcount, total headcount for Crunchyroll and Funimation, uh, so the 86, I believe it is, who were laid off may just be it, or there may be more coming. Right. Because it's really, it's really going to come down to, you know, what they think is the most efficient way to do the job. Mm-hmm. But I, it's been a while actually since they merged, so I'm quite surprised it took them this long to start with the cutdowns. Well, to be fair, as I mentioned, where the source where I originally got this story, it was probably COVID that slowed a lot of this down, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because normally a merger happens, and usually six months to a year, the chop chop starts, mm-hmm. right? But in this case, COVID intervenes. So we're left with a situation where they're like, okay, let's just keep everybody for now because we don't know what's going on. We need the extra hands on deck because, of course, people are getting sick left, right, and center. Mm. So we'll just leave everything as it is until. Yeah. And now we've hit the until. Right. So, yeah, you're you're right. It's quite possible that this could uh, go on for a little bit longer. Mm. As I said, it's just because I've seen, you know, mergers over the years, and yeah – there's usually a bunch of bodies that hit the floor. They just, you know, we don't need, you know, this many people, and we can have one person do the job of two people. Right, right. I mean, in what universe does that not, you know, eventually <laughs> cause the one person left to, to burn out and fail, but, you mm-hmm. know, they don't care as long as their stock price goes up. Right, right. So, Neff, you should be on CNBC. Well, the way I sound right now, I'm not sure that they'd, you know, be too too thrilled with me. Bye, bye, bye. Sell, sell, sell. No. <laughs> if I try to do that right now, I might squeak, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, actually, when learning about these tools on Twitch, uh, um, making the changes, 
I got pointed to a website that's kind of like a soundboard where you can find clips and just punch a button and they go out. Mm. Royalty fleek. Oh, royalty-free. Try that again. <laughs> royalty-free clips. Oh, dear. I think that's giving JR ideas. Run. Uh, some of them are royalty-free, and some of them, I don't know what they claim to be fair use, because I see some Mario Brothers clips in there. Oh, boy. When it comes to fair use in Nintendo, I don't think they know the meaning of those words together. I've got to be honest. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you saw this, but apparently Nintendo's new ride, if you have a waistline that is bigger than 40 inches, you cannot ride their ride. Oh, why? Why is that? Apparently, you won't fit in the seats. <laughs> but that means because the average American, apparently, is 40.5 inches, half of all adult Americans could not ride this ride. Oh, no. And I'm just going, ouch. Oh, boy. And this is the one in, in California? I believe so, yeah. Interesting. I have to look this one up. They uh, they just opened the Super Mario uh, World over at the Universal Studios in Hollywood. We had considered, Bree and I, going to um, the one in Japan, which has already opened, but uh, you know that, that's something we really got to spend a lot of money on budget-wise. So. Mm, you might want to try the, the one in California first. See if you like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, now that's more convenient to go to, I guess. Well, yeah, you don't have to cross an ocean. There's only three time zones. Da 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 da. <laughs> but um, what else enough is going on in anime and manga world for you? I know where we've been heavy on Leji Matsumoto for a bit tonight. Well, I picked up a few more volumes of a series. Actually, all that are out. Uh, one that I'm following manga series. I belong to the baddest girl in school, mm. where basically you have the prototypical, you know, male MC who's very, you know, timid and very much a product of being bullied and harassed up until he gets to high school. And he runs into the boss of the high school, who is, you know, the typical Yankee female, which is the wooden sandals, which is the sharp, long object which is the jacket with the tiger print on the back. I mean, and this girl literally, you know, is a whirlwind. If you make her mad, <laughs> bad things will happen. <laughs> and, of course, she has a gang that, mm -hmm. you know, follows her, all female. And the whole thing is the two of them, it's like he thinks she wants a gopher. She thinks he's cute. And they never quite, at least not through the five volumes I've read, they never quite get to the point where it's like they're on the same page at the same time. Mm. Now, the introduction of a third, a second bully, well, a real bully, actually, uh, female, uh, really does throw a spanner into it because she is so crazy that she, quote-unquote, likes the male MC to the point where she harasses him to utter, you know, insanity, but then says, oh, I don't like him like that. I just want him to be happy. And I keep going to myself reading this going, how can he be happy when you're harassing him to the point of utter, you know, insanity? Mm -hmm. You know? And then, of course, there's a couple of side plots involving the boss's underlings. And now we've gotten to the point where, you know, meet the mother. And they had just started on the path of boyfriend-girlfriend. 
when she freaks out about it because she's like, well, wait a minute. I'm like not exactly, you know, bring home to mother type. Mm. And she, you know, and he immediately back off. So mm-hmm. it's like three steps back again. So now we have to see in the latest volume, which I'm reading right now, which is volume six, uh, just how far, you know, forward they're going to go again. Mm-hmm. And this is another one of those Kindle Kindle surprises where you have to buy it on Amazon on their website, and then it gets loaded on the Kindle because, of course, they want to avoid the Apple tax. Ah, uh, yes, that I've seen a lot of these things now where they're actually charging a few dollars more for iOS for some stuff. Well, yeah, again, because it's the Apple Apple tax, the thirty percent cut that Apple takes. Excuse me. Uh, many many uh, vendors are saying we're not we're not simply going to eat that anymore. If you want to buy it, something on iOS, you're going to pay for it, and we don't have to pay the Apple tax anymore. Mm. So it's not enough to get me to switch, mind you. It's just mildly annoying. Mm. Plus the fact is a lot of the books I've started, I've started a bunch of books on Apple. Mm-hmm. And the sad part is if I were then instead to buy them on Kindle, they'd be cheaper. Mm-hmm. But then they'd be on two different apps, and I'm like, no, not doing that. <laughs> One app, and I'll pay the extra Apple tax. Thank you very much. But anything new, I do check out the Amazon to see if they have a Kindle version and say, oh, okay, I'll buy from you. You're cheaper. <laughs> um, we thank you for watching and listening to the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. For those of you watching on YouTube or listening on Anchor, um, we had to make an edit a few minutes ago because of um, communication issues. We lost the Internet. Right now I'm seeing our forecast is light rain. And outside the window, it doesn't sound like light rain. It sounds like a nice little storm is passing through right now. Well, as I said earlier, better that than snow, which is what we're getting right now. Mm. I look outside and I'm going, okay, no, no, where was this around, you know, the proper time of year? We're almost into March. This stuff should be going away. Mm Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I mean, I drove home from work today. They kicked us out early again. And it's like, okay, snow setting on the car and just take it easy. <laughs> so um, we, uh, we plug along. That's live television. That's live broadcasting, folks. Unfortunately, things do happen from time to time. And we've seen worse, haven't we, Neff? Oh, yeah. We've, we've had, you know, those technical difficulties. And it's been like sometimes where it's like, Okay, do we hit it with a hammer to make it work now, or what do we do? <laughs> um, I may be hitting this desk with a hammer in, in due course because I am making plans now to make a few changes to my layout here at home. Um, I don't have much of a layout to work with here uh, because of uh, the limited amount of space that I have. But what I'm hoping to do in about a month's time is hopefully get a new desk, something that's a little wider, a little more spacious, and most importantly, something where I can uh, have my legs uh, uh, movable and not be restricted as they are now. I have one of those old roller desks that you probably saw like 20-plus years ago uh, Back in the era of, uh, you know, CRT monitors and uh, the evolving Pentium computers. I had one of those for a very long time, even <laughs> after I moved into the Neff Cave. It's, I only got the expanded desk I did when a coworker who had this desk in their home said, nope, this is too big for me. 
I don't want it. Mm. And they were like, take it, take it. And I'm like, okay, fine. Get rid of, you know, the tinier desk I had. And now I have all this space, mm. which I have managed to fill with crap, <laughs> including, of course, the pile of tax receipts. Mm. Of course, it's close to that season again for us up here. Mm. Although we have now a lengthened date because April the 30th, which is our cutoff date, lands on a Sunday. So it's been bumped to the Monday, I believe, Mon- May the 1st. Right. May the tax man find you. <laughs> um, I think our tax day is April 18th because the 15th of April is a Saturday, and I think the 17th is some sort of uh, holiday in the District of Columbia, so I think that's why our tax deadline is the 18th. Hmm. Interesting. So. But, uh, no, um, there are a few things that have to go into me getting a new desk. Number one, find one with more or less the same um, depth, if you will, because I've got a narrow spot as it is right now to walk between that and my bed. Number two, I need some assistance to build the desk, so hopefully some family relatives will help me out. I don't, uh, I may not have the ability right now to build the desk all by myself thank you hip and then of course the most important thing is how to get the old desk out it is a roller desk but uh is quite possible that my mattress may have to be temporarily relocated in order to move this whole thing out remembering your layout i think it's a simple matter of twist the mattress and then just you know Roll the victim out to it, out to the curb. Right. Twist the mattress and the and the frame, which sits on wheels. And <laughs> well, there you go. But, At least your frame sits on wheels. With my bed, with the adjustable with the adjustable bed I have, there's no wheels. Uh, so it's 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 planted where it is. Literally. <laughs> uh, but another thing I'm planning to do here is uh, bump up my CPU. Uh, to something that's a little bit uh, more uh, powerful, packs some more punch. Um, so I've done my research. I've asked Neff, I've asked Liz, and I've asked a few other friends. And I think I've settled on a CPU. I may be buying it tomorrow after my half day of work. And I may try to do the installation uh, tomorrow afternoon if I have some time because... Friday and Saturday, well, those are going to be two very long days for me. I have an event going uh, on Friday night that I have to go to, um, a Catholic charity event, and then on Saturday is a double shift at work. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm not sure what's going to be going on with my weekend. I do have a planning meeting scheduled for Anime North, but due to other things that are going on right now, I have no idea if I'm going to be able to make that meeting right now. Right, right. So suffice it to say, uh, we'll probably come back. Assuming that uh, the installation of the new CPU goes well, uh, we'll try to be back on uh, Monday. But even tonight, uh, we continue Ace Attorney. Uh, We were debating about what to do. And Bree was like, I wouldn't mind continuing the game. And we're kind of all in agreement because we left on a big cliffhanger. Um, This is a a chapter that we've sort of been the most involved in, I think, out of all of the uh, 
Ace Attorney chapters because a beloved character that we followed all through the series has been murdered, Detective Gregson. And uh, now we have to try to figure out who the real murderer is. Yeah, now I just hope they're not pulling another swerve on us. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But they've pulled the swerve once before. Yeah. So I'm like, don't go down the same road twice. Just don't go down the same road twice. <laughs> that Mr. Would be boring. Mr. Fish and Chips, that's the guy. Indeed. He eats so much fish and chips. I'm surprised, you know, that you know the grease didn't congeal around the the bullet hole and or the bullet and just sort of say, "No, you're not coming in here." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we left on a cliffhanger where um, the prosecutor Kazuma, who has miraculously returned from the dead, uh, literally, because you have to go back into the earlier gameplay to to know what happened with him. Uh, he's the prosecutor now, and he wanted to ask a, a question about uh, somebody whose identity was revealed uh, twice over. <laughs> mm. As I said, th- that was a twist where it's just like I, I, I sort of suspected it, but I was like, mm-hmm. holy crap. Yeah. So. Uh, going to win? No, we're not going to Windows 11 flex on this computer. We, I think we already have Windows 11 on this. <laughs> uh, no, this is just a CPU upgrade. Uh, I have the motherboard, uh, which incidentally, I think the motherboard might, might go out of date soon because it's an AM4. I know the AM5s are in play now. Yes, well, that's one thing AMD does do better than Intel. AMD at least gives you a board that will last through a couple of CPUs. Mm-hmm. Intel is more and more saying, nope, this series of chips, this board. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of annoying. Right. But, uh, no, I've updated my BIOS, as Nev suggested, just to make sure it can take the new CPUs. I think the CPU I'm getting uh, just came out only, like, maybe a year ago or not even. Um Everybody's saying uh, the CPU I'm getting, it's really good if you have an AMD motherboard and you want to upgrade it. Uh, So uh, if not, you should go for the Intels, which kind of contradicts your statement there, Neff. Well, again, the, the trick with the Intels, and this is something that I've learned, Intel produces their power but produces a lot of heat. Hmm which, depending on your setup, can be a real problem. Like, for example, their laptop processors, if you want the most powerful ones, you're basically got an easy-bake oven on your, on your, on your lap. <laughs> and I bought one that is basically an easy-bake oven, easy oven if I put it on my lap, but I'm not that, stu- I'm not that crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, in that case, you have to get uh, one of those um, laptop coolers, which I think I have somewhere. I have a USB oh, I... laptop cooler. Oh, I have one of those. It actually has all the extra ports that the laptop doesn't have. Ah. So it has, you know, the SD card slot, the micro SD card slot, the, uh, what else, the VGA output, mm-hmm. and a bunch of other stuff. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just like, I needed to because it was like, ooh, this thing puts out a lot of heat. Mm. And if it does, and if it gets hot enough, it basically goes from screen performer to kind of sort of average. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really annoying when you spend top dollar on the computer and you're expecting screaming performance 100% of the time. 
Right. Um, I'm going to answer Khaled's question. I'll be brief. Uh, so right now I have a Ryzen 5 3600 on this computer. Uh, and the processors I were looking at, uh, the 5600X, the 5700X, and the 5800X. Uh, I'm going to aim, I think, for the 5700X, which is a Ryzen 7, um, which is apparently similar in performance to the 5800X, but uh, gives out the same amount of TDP as, or I should say, wattage as the um, the processor I have now, 65 watts. So, mm, 65 watts. That's getting up there in warmth. Right. Although not as bad as some of the Intel chips of the current and just la just previous generations. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, some of those you're like, okay, put your hand there. No, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, between that CPU and the the power I have and the power load it draws, I think it's more. You know, we have more than enough to uh, swap out the CPU. Now the graphics card—that's another story. I have no intention of updating my graphics card anytime soon. <laughs> I was going to say graphics card prices are still what I like to call bleeping stupid. Yeah, it's like no. And the best part is. NVIDIA is manipulating the market to try and maximize their returns, which, to be fair, they're a business, they'll do this, but it's like, no, you produce the high-end chip, and then you, you know, produce a couple lower tiers, but the lower tiers are so bad that it's like, what's the point? Exactly. It's like, yeah, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, with my little with my little box here, I'm stuck with the video card it has mm -hmm. until the box dies. Right. Then I don't know what I'm going to do. I might buy another small box. Mm. I might just go with a. I might just go with a laptop. I don't know yet. Mm. Yeah, I um looking into these CPUs. It kind of gets my gears clicking about maybe computer building again. And um, one one easy candidate I think would be my parents and their computer. The computer they have, and if you've watched this for a long time, I probably have told this story. The computer they have used to be the station computer for almost all of its existence here. Yeah, that that beast. Mm. Uh, I believe the expression is, is due to be retired. Yes. <laughs> is, the, is the proper expression. I mean, does that thing even have Windows 10 on it, or is it still stuck on Windows 7? I think... I, 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 no, I think we bumped it up to 10. Okay. It's not an 11, I don't think. I don't think. No, no, no. That, that <laughs> machine would never run 11. No, because don't forget, mm -hmm. Intel made it clear, 8th generation or better until Microsoft screamed and some of their laptops got a special exemption. Yeah. But everybody else, 8th gen or better. Yeah. But uh, one of the things that, you know, I don't know how much it, this could be like a birthday present for him or maybe an anniversary present for my folks if they want to call it that. Maybe a few months down the line. Um, if I take that computer, leave the hard drive, swap out almost all the remaining parts, would it still work? Well, the license would freak out. Because it would be basically you're, you're transporting it into a brand new computer. The, so mm -hmm. you might need another Windows 10 license. Okay. That's one thing you might need. Okay. That's one thing you might need if you, right. if you swap everything. Mm -hmm. Right. At this point, that uh, uh, the hard drive stays and uh, maybe the power supply. 
and the chassis and the CD drive, which is barely used now. Okay, I'm going to back you up a step. After a certain number of years, I would replace the power supply just as a precaution. Mm. So if that machine is that old and that's the original power supply, yeah. Ooh, I I would look at maybe a new one. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's cheap insurance because yeah. I mean, the, once the machine gets that old and it has enough on and off cycles, mm-hmm. the the capacitors etc start wearing out, mm-hmm. and when a power supply goes, it tends to take things with it. Yeah. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I think after like I said, number one, the CPU, which might get done tomorrow, and number two. The desk, which will get done next month, and then maybe I'll worry about uh, seeing what my folks think about uh, getting new parts. Maybe we can get something, because they don't do a lot on that computer anyway, besides um, check mail, watch YouTube and stuff. But that system is definitely showing its age. A lot of things are getting very slow there. So maybe we can get something that's not too expensive, but will help them out in the long run. Yeah, that's that's the problem. I mean, a computer can run perfectly fine, but the problem is as the software evolves and gets more, you know, because, and I'll say this because it's true, because coding is not what it was years ago mm. or decades ago. Because yeah. you basically had to make something run in 4K of memory. That's four <laughs> kilobytes. Okay? Now you've got like 16 gigabytes, and you just don't care. You just slap it out, and if it runs, great. Optimization? Don't care about that. I remember my first computer was a Gateway 2000. It was a Tank 80386SX. You youngster. <laughs> eight, 8088 clone. Of, and it had a 9-pin printer to go with it. <laughs> oh, boy. From Star Microelectronics. Wow. Yeah, that that was an old beast. Yeah. With a Hercules graphics card. <laughs> That was the one thing I could afford to splurge on it mm. because I got that with my summer job money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been cleaning out a lot of the stuff on the desk, starting to do that, and finding all these CDs that were here with the previous computer before you know we moved the other stuff in here. And I'm looking at software like Brodebrun the Print Shop. Oh, my goodness. I remember it when it wasn't Bro- even Broderbund. It was before that. <laughs> there was a company before that that Broderbund bought them. Mm. <gasps> Liz has a Tandy. Wow. Well, at least it wasn't a Trash 80. <laughs> For those who don't know the reference, that's a TRS 80. Mm. Or as we like to call it, the Trash 80. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully uh, after this installation... Um, the computer will be able to multitask a lot better between uh, doing streams and gaming and possibly doing both, which means maybe we can bring you longer flight simulator streams and why is Neff wagging his finger? I'm going to ask a very important question. How much memory does your computer currently have? 32. Okay, I was going to say, 32 is now the bare minimum. Yeah. I am, I am fully convinced of this now. With modern software, if you don't have 32, you are not properly multitasking anymore. Right. I have. It's just a matter. Of, I have 32 DDR4, and I forget how what the speed is. I have to have the AMP turned on in the BIOS to get that extra speed. Mm. 
Yeah, this machine in theory could handle, I think, up to 128 gigabytes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought about bumping it to 64, but I'm like, eh, I'll wait till the next one. Right. I mean, by the time I need the next one, it'll be 64. Mm-hmm. But as I was saying, um, as we bring this show to an end, hopefully in the weeks, uh, maybe in one or two weeks, we can do maybe a game stream. Maybe I can do a, a full-length flight and flight simulator. I'm trying to get uh, possibly uh, uh, another livery put together. Maybe we can take like a, a smaller personal-sized business jet and put Sarah and Umemi on it or something. Okay, but remember, smaller personal size business jet means not as long of a trip. Yes, that's true, yes. Unless you want to go, oh, wait a minute, how much fuel do we have? Not enough. <laughs> um, one, of the, one of the planes I'm looking at is the Citation Launcher 2, which is actually a longer-range business jet. Uh, it could go across the Atlantic. Um, but then there are others uh, that are very small but very fun to fly. Uh, like the Honda Jet and the Cirrus Vision Jet. Okay, I know Honda had. I, I didn't, but this other company doesn't ring any bells. Okay, Cirrus is a local company here in the U.S., and their jet is called the the Vision Jet, and it has one single engine mounted on top of the plane. One engine. One engine. Pardon me while I never go on that plane. <laughs> um, and the Honda Jet has two engines, but the engines are attached to the wings instead of fuselage. Well, then you better hope the wings are well attached to the fuselage. Otherwise, <laughs> whoops. But the commonality between the two is these are all efforts to try to uh, help the environment out by burning less fuel. A noble, a noble cause. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the the trick is that burning less fuel is a very delicate balance between you need enough power to do X, mm-hmm. but you don't need too much power. Right. Right. So. Yes. Um, when we do the citation, if we do the citation, uh, Neff, uh, I have to make sure that we have the high performance climb turned off because. Uh, a few days ago, I tried a flight, and uh, I took off. Okay, now I'll turn on the autopilot and let the plane fly itself. Next thing I know, high-performance climb, 7,000 feet a minute. Like, what? <laughs> 7,000 okay. feet a minute, which I've learned later. Yes, it's actually a thing that they will do sometimes to clear, like, mountainous terrain. Yeah, I, I was going to say... 7,000 feet a minute is what you need to get out of the Alps without crashing into them. Yeah. Never mind, you know, just a normal, you know, runway with lots of room around it. Mm. But, uh, no, we'll try something uh, pretty nice, hopefully, once we can get this uh, all figured out and whatnot. But uh, we, have, uh, we have a case to solve. That's what we always say. And we never solve it. We have to wait a few more streams before we can finish the chapter. <laughs> well, the, the problem is, just when you think you know how this is going to turn out, the writers of this game have decided, no, we're just going to turn the, turn things on their heads, mm-hmm. and then you have to figure out what's happening now. Right, right. So uh, as we get set for that, uh, we will let uh, Neff uh, do the closing commentary.
All right. Well, I'll have to wait till it shows up on the other screen. There we go. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this stream or anything you see on Extreme Anime Radio's uh, Twitch streams, drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com or check us out on social media. You can go to linktree.com forward slash anime radio and you'll find links to our Facebook page, our Twitter account, our Instagram account, our Discord server, our Twitch channel, and our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com at Extreme Anime Radio. And remember, archive versions of this podcast are available at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio or your favorite podcasting platform. And once again, uh, for those of you uh, watching us live, we do apologize for the dropout. And again, uh, if you're listening or watching the replay, you won't know what happened. Trust us. <laughs> It'd be a lot better that way. I, I was going to say, Mother Nature did what Mother Nature does. Yes. <laughs> So uh, we'll be back uh, maybe next week, maybe the following week uh, with the podcast, and uh, hopefully maybe we can bring you some nice uh, more streams as far as playing games. Uh, they're a little more graphics-intensive, maybe some more Flight Simulator, maybe some more Truck Simulator. Oh, yes, I was telling Liz. Um, apparently for Truck Simulator, somebody is selling a mod for $25, a Dodge Ram truck. Instead of a big rig, you can drive a Dodge Ram 1500 across half of the country. Well, I'll say this: I'm, I'm. You're not gonna be, you're not gonna be trailering anything with a Dodge Ram 1500. No way, no how, no sir. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you've seen this photo, but somebody put a camper shell on a 1500. It didn't end well. Oh no! It's the the frame sort of went snap in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> so the back end is like up in the air and the front end is down on its nose and you're like yeah you're walking <laughs> home pal <laughs> but uh no hopefully we can bring you some more uh nice streams with the capabilities of the 5700x and uh run multitasking a little better hopefully and uh we hope that we can uh bring you guys some more excitement here on our streams so um, please look forward to that, and please look forward to the next installment of the XAR podcast next time. For Neff, I'm JR. Thank you for watching and listening, and remember, keep on looking out for the Extreme Audio Twitch streams, and don't forget to check out our podcast at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. Good night, everybody. Good night. See you next time. <laughs>